the best. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Mother and Stats Man. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 NRL and AFL season. And boys, we're back. It is great to be here. Um, Mug, really excited for, for real footy to kick off in a few weeks, um, but we'll make do with NRL in the meantime. Fantastic. Great to see you, Statsman, and great to have you back on board uh, this year. And of course, a big welcome back to the program and welcome back to 2023 to the Modler. Mug, great to be back. It's been a, uh, a long and lazy summer of relatively little punting, I guess. So it's going to be good to uh, see the overballs flying around again and, and getting involved. Yeah, and I was going to ask you boys that. Uh, what keeps the uh, – what scratches the itch for you guys from a punting perspective over the summer? Do you do much modeler? Not a lot, no. I like to – I kind of like to um, have an off-season, I guess, just to recharge your batteries. So, I'll, yeah, obviously get involved in the spring carnival and those kind of things. But, yeah, tend to tend to just keep my cards close to my chest over the summer and, and wait, for the, uh, wait for the footy to start again. Yeah, fair enough, mate. And uh, yourself, Statsman, what's uh, what keeps you going over the over the break? Yeah, cricket, big big cricket punter. Um, okay. Probably probably live trading, um, especially which uh, via Betfair, which um, yeah, which which is enjoyable. But uh, yeah, they're probably the main ones uh, for me, Mark. What, what about yourself? Very good, mate. I didn't know you were uh, into a bit of that. We'll have to have a chat at uh, at a different time about that stuff. I would like to do more uh, trading, but um, I sort of can be a bit of a time consuming and uh, quite an addictive process to get involved in uh, at times. And the family generally has enough of me doing it throughout the year in the football season. So I tend to try and stay away, but I would like to do more. Um, I tend to probably lose about a thousand dollars in the spring carnival on $25 bets uh, over those uh, little periods. So that's, uh, that's the, the, the mug in me comes out, my inner mug comes out. But other than that, I, 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 pretty much don't have a bet um a little bit of ufc here and there um but um but yeah i'm a bit like the mod though i just use the break to uh have a bit of a refresh have a bit of a reset and uh and of course get ready for the afl season which is uh probably where i do most of my work stats man but um but great to have you fellas on board of course guys we got uh top sport are uh, back on board with us this year so we're very thankful uh for uh tristan and the guys uh having us back with them and uh the app looks uh fantastic the guys have uh done a lot of good work over that on the uh, on the preseason and toppy are ready to go and uh you'll hear us talking about top sport with all of our prices and Tristan's given me the mandate this year. He's like, Mug, if you want to talk a little bit more about some of those other prices, particularly the things that you like, and there's a better price somewhere else, uh, I'm happy for you to talk about it because uh, if you guys are talking up those numbers, um, the punters can go bet them somewhere else because it's better than taking us down. <laughs> so, so, he's, uh, so he's happy for us to talk a few different prices uh, as well. But fantastic to have uh, Top Sport on board. Um Great customer service. You know, I've always said it. I, I really do think they're a really ethical uh, bookmaker and um, they always do their utmost to look after the customers. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners on this call um, or on this podcast would would know that for sure. So we're with Toppy again, which is great. Um, boys, this is our fifth year 
at it. And, uh, and I know you boys have just sort of joined us in the last couple now, but uh, I thought I'd just take a bit of a, a trip down memory, memory lane again to re- remind the listeners of how we first got started. And, and it all started with myself and Logical um, going on our surf trips, really, and um, driving down the coast. And, uh, you know, Logical, of course, was in the game at that time. And, and uh, I'd pick his brains about, you know, why the markets were the way they were and what he was betting on and why. And, you know, I started to educate myself around how it all worked. And we'd, we'd talk, you know, for two hours down for surf and uh, surf and then two hours back in the car. And um, and we actually had a few of our mates who had come with us from time to time say, you guys should bloody do a show or something talking about all this stuff. And and that sort of stuck with me a little bit. And I always had that in the back of my head. And, and then, uh, and then I was actually listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and I, I heard him talking about how he first started his podcast. And it was just literally talking to no one uh, in a shed by himself, just talking to his mates. And I thought, right. that. And now, and now I think he has million, like he had millions and millions of listeners at the time. And I thought, that's it. Right. We got to do this. And so I basically rang up Logical that day and said, mate, we're doing it. I've bought the microphone. Um, I've, I've bought the subscriptions. We're in. So, uh, so that's, how it, uh, that's how it started. And uh, second year, we went over to Little Birdie and we filled the AFL content in their inaugural year. Um, so with Scoot uh, and the boys. So that was, uh, that was great over at SEN at the time as well. So that was fantastic. The second year, oh, the third year, sorry. Um, we partnered with the mailbag, uh, so Dicko and the fellas, and congrats to the boys. Looks like Keats got up, so uh, that was great to see for those fellas. Um, so well done, and um, so we did that for a year and and sold some bets on the uh, mailbag pl- uh, platform, and that was the year that Pope joined us. And of course, last year we uh, we reverted back to the barefoot and uh, partnered with Top Sport. And uh, Modler joined us. Uh, Pope was already with us, of course, and and the stats man joined us as well. And this year, uh, we're all returning again. Myself, the mug, stats man is with us, and we'll uh, we'll pop in from time to time. Modler is with us, and uh, we've got the Pope. The Pope can't be with us tonight, but uh, he's definitely on board uh, for the season. So great to have uh, all of you fellas. So I thought uh, might be good, uh, Statsman, uh, maybe even just to talk a little bit about your own punting journey and um, and just talk to the listeners around what first got you started. And um, and I guess, yeah, if you have your sports of interest and, and maybe even your, um, you know, I know we're just talking off air a little bit about, you know, what what are your angles or, or where do you think you have your, uh, your best um, lean, I suppose? Yeah, sure. A bit in that. I'll I'll start with my my punting journey. Probably started pretty young, to be honest. I grew up around it. A um, lot, lot of family that were just into into punting, owned racehorses, things like that. So, I remember um, turning eighteen in two thousand and ten, and uh, couldn't wait to to sign up to my first online bookie. It was Centibet uh, that I signed up to at the time. Uh, it was on the day of my eighteenth birthday, and I remember Jack Rewalt, um at the time. He he'd started the season well. And he was 80, 80 to one to uh, win the Coleman, and uh, he, I think he was maybe five or six goals behind. And I had five bucks on at eighty to one, uh, and at the time I'm like, that'll pay for schoolies. And uh, and he ends up kicking ten the next week against West Coast at the G, uh, and goes on to win it. So first ever legal bet. Um, it was an eighty to one winner. It's been downhill ever since, but uh, <laughs> but I was hooked. So. Uh, yeah, that was where it started, and honestly, just just flowed on from there. Probably started getting serious about it 
uh, in about 2016 and, and staking up a lot more. And before that, I was really finding my feet and having, you know, $5 bets and, and losing, um, trying to profit. I found some old spreadsheets from 2012 in my uni days where I was trying to make money on different sports. But um, yeah, looking back, I was, I was very much a mug in those days. Um, yeah, and in terms of angles, like, yeah, futures on um, on AFL is, is probably one of my highest ROIs. Uh, I like betting in the player props as well for, for both cricket and footy and even NRL, to be honest. Um, and yeah, and obviously the core markets too. Um, but I, I would say the core markets I find probably the hardest to make money on. Uh, you get high, I get definitely higher ROIs uh, on the futures and, and player markets. Yeah, awesome, mate. And, and we'll talk to that throughout the year. You know, um, Toppy ha- have a lot of great um, products for props and also their SGMs are really coming on now and their prices are really, really strong too. So we'll talk to that throughout the year also. Mate, fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Uh, yourself, Modlup, mate, I think just from hearing Statsman, I, I wasn't quite aware of this, but I think we might be quite a bit older than uh, than Statsman. <laughs> yeah, he's, I was going to say, there's no way I'm uh, letting slip the year I turned 18 because that's... Uh, <laughs> Jack Greenwell. Make me a buy from work tomorrow, probably if they find oh, that out. But um, yes. this Disco Roach, uh, back when I was having legal bets, <laughs> <laughs> the old SP bookie out the back yeah. of the pub. Yeah. Um, yeah, so similar to stats, man. I, I um, got involved pretty early. I remember, I think it was my grandma sort of sitting me down and explaining a form guide to me and you know what the odds actually meant in terms of you know how likely a, a, a horse was to win, that kind of thing, and, and that kind of planted the seed, I think. And um, yeah, ended up getting, you know, uh, sort of gravitating towards maths and stats throughout my education. And I remember being at uni doing a stats course, and I think I was in a tipping cop. I thought there must be a way to, to use stats to try and, you know, tip up winners and that kind of thing. And, that yeah, that kind of got the, the ball rolling there. And um, just to slowly but surely started sort of building out my own models for, you know, footy and league and soccer and a few other things. I've had racing models over the time as well. Um, yeah, so I was in... Uh, financial consulting for a few years and building models there and um, yeah eventually a, a job at a as for a quantity bookmaker popped up about 14 years ago now I think and uh, yeah jumped at it and yeah the rest is history as they say. Yeah awesome so you've been in that sort of uh, quant side in, in professionally um, for 14 years in the industry. That's right yeah yeah I think uh, we started up the uh the, the Quants team at Sportsbet at the time, it was myself and, and my other guy, we sort of started up and it's kind of grown to where it is now. There's about a dozen odd, uh, dozen odd people there. So. Yeah, awesome, uh, awesome, Modler. Well, that's uh, that's great to hear. And uh, and yourself, Modler, where, where is your best lean sit? Where, where do you sort of feel you have a, a strong advantage? Yeah, so I started out with AFL, just back and head-to-head really and kind of grinding out, you know, 5, 5% here and there. But then I... Um, kind of expanded my models out to uh, to look at derivatives as well. So things like margin betting and, you know, alternate lines and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I kind of worked out a, a, a Kelly uh, Kelly staking, staking strategy, I should say, that enabled me to, to bet on all these sort of related derivative markets and found that that kind of, yeah, improved my ROI quite a bit there. So it's um, still betting the head-to-heads and the, and the lines, those core markets, but also betting into the few, a few of the, uh, you know, the more exotic markets as well. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Uh, fantastic. Well, for myself, you know, I can probably remember, you know, um, uh, having some bets, uh, I think logical was laying us, uh, back in about 2007, uh, we were putting bets on with him and, um, he was probably taking a clip off what, whatever we were doing, but, um, 
you know, I'd make my small profit uh, for the year and thought that was fantastic. And then we'd uh, always catch up with Logical every year and uh, give us the lowdown uh, on the uh, on the Brownlow. And uh, so we'd, we'd always have our Brownlow bets uh, from probably about, well, geez, I don't know, in the mid-2000s or, or, or something like that. And um, and then, yeah, catching up with him um, a bit more often, I probably got a bit more serious with my betting uh, in around about 2014. And um, and I've probably just been building my craft uh, ever since then, uh, to be fair. And um, yeah, I feel uh, my, well, AFL is my main sport that I sort of focus on. I, I think for me, it's, I've, I feel like I've developed an ability to be able to understand line movement and uh, and being able to really predict that um, and I guess have an eye and a, a bit of a nose for where those lines are going to go and does make it hard because it's hard to get money down early. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure there's a few guys listening to this podcast that will understand the challenge of getting money down uh, and particularly particularly early when you see that, that um, you know, that line is off. Uh, it's hard, you know, on a Sunday or a Monday to get as much down as you potentially like. But I do feel that's where my advantage is and, um, and that's where I tend to play. So, you know, lines, head-to-heads and, and some, uh, some different margin betting, if I feel that line is off. Um, is where I think my my sort of skill set lies, and and boys, I put it out on the email as well. Uh, I won't be JT. will be happy about this, and I don't know if he still listens or not. But uh, no more Sunday night tweet, fellas. I've canned the Sunday night tweet, but uh, I have emailed out uh, the subscribers from last year just to let them know that for sixty nine bucks for the entire year, um, I'll just flick out an email on a Sunday night. Uh, just with some of the things that I do like. And um, yeah, and hopefully our, our longer term listeners and, and also people that follow me on Twitter will probably know that there'll be some value in that. You know, for 69 bucks for the whole year, um, I'll just flick out an email on a Sunday night. If you want to be involved, DM me on Twitter um, or uh, or email me, um, barefootpunter at gmail.com.au and, um, and I'll make sure you get on that um, mail list. So quite a few guys have already come on board, which is great. Um, so thank you to those guys, but uh, I'll just shoot that out on a on a Sunday night. As I said, sixty nine bucks for the whole year. So if you if you don't make more than sixty nine bucks off that email, um, I'll go. Hey. Uh, so get involved. <laughs> um, where, right. where, where did uh, where did sixty nine come from? Mug very deliberate choice, or uh... um, well, it's a little bit less than seventy, isn't it? And um, <laughs> and I wanted to uh, and and I just wanted to make it. It's maybe it's a bit of a catchy number, stats man. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but but also just I I didn't you know I didn't want to make it seem like I was uh, chasing massive dollars or you know hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or anything like that. You know, or not not twenty or thirty dollars a week or or any of that sort of business. Just sixty nine bucks for the whole year, and you'll get my uh, Sunday night email every week. You know, which will be I think we're paying twenty four rounds this year, aren't we? So. 24 rounds plus finals. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get that out. So there'll be, there'll be plenty, plenty on the bone there over the course of the year. Uh, fellas, I think that's enough chitter chatter. Um, let's uh, jump over and jump straight into some NRL futures. So Modler, you're carrying the can. Um, what do you got for us? Yeah, I am. Uh, so I've got, uh, I guess what you call like a player-based futures model and, and the way I've kind of, work that is I've uh, looked at each team's list and kind of picked out the best 17 for, you know, vague positions that they play in 
tried to factor in, um, you know, known injuries uh, as well. So there's, I think, you know, Pappenhausen's out for till around eight, and there's a few other guys. Taylor May he's out for for the year for Penrith. Saab's out for Manly for a few weeks as well. So uh, sort of those known big injuries I've, I've plugged in, but for the kind of you know week or two uh, lines, I'll just I'll just let them slide. Um, you know, plugged them into the fixture uh, against my model, and and um, yeah, got got uh, you know a, a set of season win prices for the year. Um, so yeah, I'll, I guess yeah, well I talked to a few of the big ones, Mark. Or... Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So I think similar to last year, um, and didn't go so well last year, but uh, yeah, potting Penrith against the line. So Toppy had eighteen and a half uh, this morning. I think juiced to the unders, and I've I've got Penrith. Uh, on 15 wins. So I think May out probably accounts for a bit of that. Um, but yeah, it's a good three and a half wins under under Toppy's line there, uh, albeit juiced as I, as I mentioned. Um, so that's probably one of the big, uh, big unders bets, I guess. Uh, there's a few, few that I like going over their line. Um, let's have a look. Manly, I, I like going over. I think, uh, yeah, I've got them winning just over 13 and Toppy's got them in for 10 and a half. Uh, the Knights is probably the biggest one I've got all year, or uh, all, all comp, I should say. I've got them in for 12 wins. Um, and Toppy... Who was that for, sorry, Mudler? Oh, uh, the Knights, Newcastle. The Knights. Your Knights. So no they no are. bite. This is just straight off the model. This is no, is, no bias. Yeah, no, definitely definitely no pride uh, when it comes to backing the Knights. No, it's it's more, more, more a sweat than anything. But um, And probably buy a bit aware there. So there's a few things happening. So... Pong is uh, playing five eighth again. Um, he, he's he's probably he's better roles probably at fullback, but he's he's slotted in the five eighth. They've got a few new players uh, coming in. Hastings, I think, coming into the halves as well. Um, How's his and, noggin, Modler? Uh, is he is his noggin all right? Who's that Ponga? Yeah, yeah. That's that's remains to be seen. I think he had was it three concussions last year, and obviously the last one. Uh, Last one did him in, so yeah, and, that's and, another, and, then, uh, and then was on the sauce the next day, or uh, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, let's say sauce. Too, but what was he doing? Or the sauce, or the or the nose beers, or whatever yeah. he's up to. Uh, everyone, uh, everyone buys a house and you know celebrates in their cubicles, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, so that's, that's interrupting you. No, you're good. Uh, that's that's probably the biggest um, biggest swing I've got against the market. Uh, a few other ones. Gold Coast, I've got eleven and a half against eight and a half with Toppy. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I guess a few the other way. I've got Broncos uh, going unders. I've got them nine and a half against uh, the, the tab actually have 13 and a half. Uh, so that's what four four wins under. And uh, Canberra and the Bulldogs, I've, all, I've got around nine as well. And you can get um, 12 and a half and 11 and a half wins there respectively. So a good two or three wins under the under the, uh, the market there as well. Okay, so potting the Broncos and potting uh, the Dogs. Yeah, and and uh, and um, Pope's Raiders as well, and the Raiders. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Very good, mate. And um, is there a, a particular way? Um, I know you talked to the wins there. Is there a particular way that you bet these? Like, how do you just go and bet these straight modeler on the season wins, or is there um, is there some alternates, or is is there how do you go about betting these to find the best value for yourself? Yeah, with these wins, what I do is I kind of, I simulate them out so I can get uh, I guess each each team's probability to get any number of wins, um, and with that I can sort of you know I, I can get the probability to beat you know any particular line. So so with that I'll just bet you know like a, a Kelly stake. Yeah. So the bit basically the bigger the, the difference, the bigger bigger my bet will be. 
Yeah. Okay. And um, you're right. So you got a pretty strict staking plan as it relates to this. Do you play around? Would you multi some of these up, modeler, or anything like go for a jackpot or something? Or is that that's not your go? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really looked at multis yet. There's there's always uh, the the concern, I guess, of a bit of cannibalism too. Like you you know teams can only get so many wins between them. So if you start backing everyone in your overs or everyone in unders, you're going to kind of uh, body the, your own um, you know your own margin there a bit so I, I tend just to do singles and, and treat each thing individually but there are probably more um yeah more you know scientific ways to do it but i try and keep this one simple just for a bit of fun for a season long bit okay so just to recap mod that you like manly over knights over gold coast over did i miss any other ones there uh for the overs they're they're the main overs yeah and then the unders were broncos broncos Raiders, yeah, Broncos, Raiders, Bulldogs, and, and the dogs. Uh, Panthers as well. Oh, and the Panthers. Okay, yeah. so, so you're putting the Panthers. All right, mate. And uh, and in terms of okay, so that's the uh, over under stuff for the season. What about um, premiership betting or top eight betting or top four betting or anything like that, Modder? Or do you then just take those uh, season sort of style bets and then plug those into some top eight, top four type stuff as well? Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I, if I had the time, I'd, I'd sort of simulate out a proper season and get you know chances to to you know do minor premiership and top four and top eight and that kind of thing. It's got a, got away from me this year though. But basically, wherever I've got the team value to, to you know go over, is that they'd be value for you know you know top eight and top four and those kind of things. So like the Knights, you know, I've got them on twelve wins right on the cusp of the eight, so they'd be value for for making the eight. I'd say um, similar, you know, similar to those other teams that are that are around the cusp as well, but. Yeah, the teams that I have, you know, going overs, they, they'd be value for those, you know, derivative sort of finals markets. Yeah, okay. So good point for the listeners there. Um, take what the modeler's given you in terms of overs and unders, and then you might be able to find a way to either back uh, them into those um, other markets, top eight, top four, premiership, minor, that type of stuff. And then you might even find the reverse markets, you know, not to make eight or not to make top four or or wooden spoon or whatever it is uh, there. So, mate, that is absolutely fantastic, Modler. Thank you for that set. Anything else that you wanted to add regarding futures? Um, I think that just about comes it. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, yeah, it's, it's a – you know, with with a play based model, you, 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 it's hard to factor in injuries down the track. So take everything with a bit of a grain of salt. But um, yeah, it's it's sort of done well in, in the last couple of years that I've run it. So you know, fingers crossed that it goes well again this year. Uh, fantastic, Modler. Well, that's uh, that's great, mate. Thank you for that set on NRL futures, and uh, and I know the listeners will be uh, getting stuck into that. Let's flip over for a little bit to the stats man, because as we've already heard from the stats man, he does some of his best work around the futures. So, um, stats man, let's go, mate. What are we talking? Yeah, we um, we'll have a similar set. So I might kick off with some season wins. Um, I'll, yeah, the methodology, I've got like a uh, season outright simulator. Um, so input ratings, which which are manual, um, not not model generated, but they're largely derived from, from things that happened last year. Yep. Something that I um, really like to do when rating a team for a new season is 
and, and probably I think the market doesn't quite get right is not look at win loss too heavily, but look at percentage um, on the ladder. So looking at last year, you know, Collingwood um, obviously finished top four, but had percentage percentage of 104. Uh, you look at Richmond, who finished seventh, but had 121. Port Adelaide finished 11th, but had 110. Um, so there's basically what we're looking for there is Port Adelaide and Richmond both losing a lot of close games, winning games very convincingly. Collingwood, we know they won a lot of close games and a lot of it got attributed to their skill and planning. And obviously there's going to be a little bit of, you know, how clutch you are in big moments, but we saw in finals, they lost two close games. So there's luck involved there as well. Um, and so on that note, I, I, I'm not tipping unders on Collingwood, but I do think they'll drop off a bit. I think the market's probably onto that enough, but, I see upside in Richmond and Port, um, so I'll, I'll be backing their overs. So I think Richmond 13 and a half, obviously Taranto and Hopper come in, um, haven't really lost any um, key players, obviously getting a little bit older, but yeah. um, those those two wins, I think, cancel out slight aging of, of the stars. So uh, Richmond over 13, Port over 12 and a half, they obviously get Horn Francis. I think last year is somewhat of a write-off for them. They were zero and five. From that point on, they went uh, ten, uh, 10 and 7. Um, and so that almost has them on track. I, I just think it was a bit of an aberration, and I think they'll be bouncing back. Um, so Port over 12 and a half. Hawthorne, your Hawks mug, um, going to battle this year, I think. it's. I don't think that's any anything um, super surprising, but I think the season wins what? six and a half. <laughs> it's uh yeah the average age is like two or three years below everyone else it's it's pretty crazy but um yeah six and a half season wins feels very bullish to me so unders there and i think it's juiced the other way so i think two dollars 20 you can get for under six and a half which i liked um the demons i like over and similar so melbourne i kind of look at as richmond last year i think they were like richmond of 2018 so they won the flag um, then the next year, they really wanted to be the top dog and the best team. And for 11 rounds, they were. They were dominating. And they kind of peaked too early. And they they dropped off a little bit. I think we see this with you know the really good teams like Richmond the next two years. Didn't peak early. Didn't be, want to be the best team for the whole year. But wanted to be the best team at the right time. And I think Melbourne, like on paper, they, they have an extremely good side. I think, yeah, last year they just dropped off. They probably, you know, worked too hard too early and tapered off late. So 14 and a half, I really like the over there for them. Um, and then I also, yeah, GWS under, I think you can get nine and a half out there. I think Toppy's eight and a half juiced at $2.20 or thereabouts. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I've actually backed the Giants for the, for the spoon as well as a bit of a... Yeah. It's going to be hard to beat the Hawks for that, I think. But I, I just think, you know, the wheels are a bit off there. Like, they lost two more key players. Do they have the, I guess, the energy to to keep fronting up and, you know, losing players each year? Like, this could be the year where it kind of comes to a head. So, um, yeah, GWS Unders, probably the other one. I also like North Unders at six and a half and Adelaide under nine and a half, probably not as strongly, but I do not mind those two just based on the numbers as well. Um awesome, uh, huge uh, set there for us. Uh, Richmond over, Port over, Hawks under, D's over, GWS under, North under, and Adelaide under. Yep, that's right. Um, any any views there, Mug, of your own, or haven't haven't looked at it enough? Oh, to... I haven't. Uh, I haven't looked. I'm not a huge uh, futures player, but I mean, you know, I, I 
been keeping an eye, an eye on what goes on. Uh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you, you look down that premiership betting, and uh, I think you get down to that um, tenth spot, and, it, and then there's a, there's a there's a change in in the betting. You know, like so. The market is pretty much saying that there's only 10 sides um, that can win it. And I think that's true. I think that's right. You know, like I think if you look at all of those teams in that sort of top 10 and, you know, whether it's Frio or Port Adelaide or they all challenged or beat sides like Geelong or Collingwood or or whatever at different – or Melbourne at different stages of the year. So, you know, I, I think you'd be foolish to say that one of those teams can't win it. You know, I'm always a bit uh, – reticent to say someone can't win at this time, you know, because everyone can, you know, and and we've seen it before. All you got to do is typically finish in the top four and then have an unbelievable September and you can win, um, you know. So we enter the, this is the qualifying stage and and everyone's everyone's equal. Um, in saying that, um, you know, I've had a bit of a, a look through that that sort of top 10 and, and I have some concerns around Frio and just how that forward line works. Um, you know, Jaya Miss, I think he's going to be a tremendous player, but I think there's a fair bit of weight going on to his shoulders to carry that forward line potentially. Um, you know, what do they do with Jackson? How does he work? But they lose their top goal kicker. Tabner just doesn't – I'm a, I'm a Tab, Tabner fan. I put him up for the for – the, um, Coleman last year, but he just doesn't play enough. He's always injured. He does hammies and all that sort of stuff. So I'm a bit concerned about Frio, despite the fact I think they'll probably make the eight, uh, but I don't think they'll have enough to get it done when it matters. Um, well, they, they, they've had five training as a deep or playing practice as a deep forward. So that's actually one while we're on the topic. I think him for Frio's top goal kicker at about I think it's about seven or eight bucks out there. It's not a bad bet. You want to get him deep stats, stats man, because he struggles to put him through the two big things. Um, so he'd want to get it very, very deep. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a good shout. Um, look, Richmond, I can see the upside with Richmond as well, but I am concerned, you know, similar sort of story with Tabner, with Lynch. You know, does he play enough and uh, can they nurse his health? And then Father Time, how's it going with Jack? You know, like he was, I thought he was enormous last year, Jack, but can he do it again? So I'm probably a little bit concerned. And their defense, like their defense, you know, they've had a few good guys walk out the door over the last few years. And Grimes has been injured a lot. Asprey's left, you know, um, Rance hasn't been there for a few years now. Like I just, that defense just at times just got walked through last year. So I, I do I, worry I, about that a little bit. I think um, one one big key thing for me is Noah Bolter spent, a lot of time forward last year. in the head uh, on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. Um, but yeah, he spent a lot of time forward last year, which I I didn't like. Like he's a, he's an okay forward and a gun yep. backman, and I think him he's going to be pretty confident he'll be playing full time defence this year, which I think really plugs the gap that they need plugged. Yeah, yeah. Not not riding off the Tigers by any stretch. They were they should have won more games than they did last year, and they were very very competitive uh, against the big teams uh, in big games last year. So. They can definitely do it, uh, but that was my concern on them. Port, um, Statsman, I, again, am concerned about their forward line. I, I just – Dixon is just – he's an almost player. You know, he just he, – he's almost a great player, but he's just not. And uh, 
And I don't see too much else down there. I sort of thought Georgiatis might be the guy, but I think they've moved him down back or they're thinking about moving him down back. Um, so I think they still lack a little bit up forward to be one of those big teams. Todd, Todd Marshall, um, I think, could, yeah, he could, came, could kick on. Came on, but he's not really that sort of big power forward, is he? He's sort of that more hybrid sort of uh, tall, skinny type of uh, forward. So I still think they like Dixon just, I mean, he needs 50 or 60 goals for Port to, I think, be the real deal. And he's getting older as well, and I'm just not sure he does that. Um, but Fantasia coming back into that mix, you know, the kid, as you mentioned, going over there, I think will make a big difference to him. So, you know, not writing them off, but um, but that would be my concerns uh, with them. And then I think, you know, it sounds, it sounds pretty, you know, boring, but you come back to sort of Geelong, Melbourne, Collingwood, Sydney, you know, I, I just think that those teams take take Collingwood out of that list. <laughs> take Collingwood out. You're not you're not wearing nah, Collingwood. Selling Collingwood there. <laughs> selling them. Um yeah, and I'm I'm a little bit the same as you, mate. Like they 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 did get a lot of positive variance their way last year. Do they get that again? Probably not. So uh I I'd be happy to um to to leave them out. But um, you know, that Geelong Melt Brisbane, can they get it done on the big stage? I'm not too sure, but I think they almost certain with that home ground advantage make top four. They got a really good list. They got a really good home ground advantage. Um, you know, they're getting better at playing away with that group that they've got. So, you know, you think that they they qualify with the 16 wins to, you know, probably get them or six. Is that going to be enough this year? How many games are they playing? Statsman? 16 will be there about something. Yeah, yeah. Dun- so- Dun- Dunkley a huge in for them too. Like really fills in a gap. I'm not really a Dunkley man, but um, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, they've picked up well. Jack Gunston's a great player, so you know, I think I think they're right up there. So I don't think there'll be too many surprises uh, up at the pointy end of the ladder. Um, Geelong, Melbourne, Brisbane, and then one of you know Collingwood, Sydney, um, you know, and then and there might be a jump up, you know, Richmond and and Port. You know, I think they'll be thereabouts. Not sold on the dogs again, Statsman. I probably sound like a broken record to the listeners over the years. Um, you know, I did. I never knew Liam Jones was such an amazing player. I, I just never knew he was that good. Um, they were talking about him like being the next coming of the uh, <laughs> centre half, the, the next Ted Witten, the the centre half back of the century uh, to come back into the uh, into the competition and take it by storm. I just never knew he was so good. But uh, he's about thirty four now, isn't he? Too. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been around a while. <laughs> yeah, and a bit of ring rust too. So we'll, we'll see how he goes. Um, and look, I think the upside for the dogs is the kid, you know, Darcy, I think he's probably the one that, you know, if he can have an, you know, a big season as a, uh, what second year player, I think he played a couple of games at the back end. Uh, he might be the difference that drags him along, you know, um, but, uh, but do- the dogs, I'm not really, I'm not really high on the dogs. I'm with you there. I think, yeah, Lob Lob coming in probably like they need that in the forward line, a bit of relief for Norton. Um, not not that he's a, a gun player, but I think structurally they need him. They yeah. they've always lacked those sort of tools. And but yeah, I'm I'm not putting the dogs up there too high myself. I do think um, I'll just squeeze a tip in here. I think one of our uh, loyal listeners, one of my mates, um, the Dragon, we'll call him. Yep. Um, and the Dragon has has rightly pointed out that this is a good year for for Bonson Pally, like. Um, I think, yeah, it was obviously a bit down last year, but the year before and injured last year, um, and the year before, like you know, very close to winning the Brownlow. Um, 
Dunkley's out of there, who is one of the players who pinches votes off him. It could be could be a good year for Bond. Um, yeah. So don't. And he might don't he, he might not have to go and spend that time down forward that perhaps he's had to over the last couple of years to you know try and pinch a couple of goals. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, good shout. Um, so, Statsman, I said I haven't had much of a look at it, but I've just chewed up about uh, 10 minutes of time there, uh, given my thoughts on <laughs> what, what I think. <laughs> but, uh, but mate, you carry on. Uh, you've gone the uh, – you've given us your overs. You've given us uh, the underset. Uh, where do we go from here? Yeah, only a couple more. Um, I've got – so, in the line with what I was talking about, Melbourne for the minor premiership at $7 at Top Sport and also for the flag at $7. I've got those at – let me just consult. I've got the Ds for the flag about four fifty and minor prem about $4. So, that's with them rated, um, I think, slightly worse than Geelong. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think, you know, I, I, I still think they're probably – on level pegging with the Cats, obviously not last year, but I think going into this year with Geelong never getting any younger uh, and the D's right in their window, I think they're the two standouts. Um, yep. So for me, it's, yeah, I, I think there's a bit of a overreaction to, to Melbourne's uh, back half of the year. So yeah, D's for those two. I also like Brisbane for the minor prem um, at $8, similar to what you were talking about, the home ground advantage. I think, yeah, personally, I, I do rate Dunkley as a, as a midfielder. Uh, so I think he's he's big for them. It's exactly what they need. You know, Jared Lyons doesn't cut it in big games. and yeah, he needs they, to go. Yeah, and I think he'll just come in and take that role. So, uh, yeah, big on Brisbane as well. I could also back both of those for top four. I'm not really, you know, too keen to get much involved in those shorter odds. Already got season wins as well, but uh, you could, yeah, they're, they're value for top four in my book too. Um, and and just come again at that Melbourne minor. What price did you get there, Statsbit? Uh, it was seven dollars. Seven dollars. And where did you snipe that from? That's the top sport now, and that's still there at Toppy now. Okay. Yep. And um, and so that, and then that Melbourne Premiership market was. That's what. Oh, uh, sorry. The yeah, no, they're both seven dollars. Yeah. Oh, the Premiership market. Okay, sorry. So not the minor. No, both both are seven. Both at seven. Okay. All right. Yeah, minor and flag at seven. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you can get the minor and the flag at seven dollars. That's right. Yeah. How the hell does that work? Minor, minor premiership and the flag. What do you mean? They're, they're separate separate markets. That makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I would have thought uh, they should be a bigger price to win the flag, shouldn't they? Uh, I don't know. It's, there's variance involved there, so it depends if you think they're high or low variance. Yeah, okay. Um, we will discuss that off air. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and stats, man, what else, mate? You got some player stuff for us? Uh, well, Bont for the Brownlow was the main one. Um, I don't have anything else here. I prefer mainly for Brownlow, even Rising Star uh, and Coleman generally to wait for the season because you just don't know how to pick roles. In saying that, team leading goal kicker, Fife was the one, um, the big one that I liked it. Yeah, I think I backed $8, but I, I would back it down to sort of $6, um, whatever's out there. And yeah, I, th- I think from memory, that was the main one that I liked. Oh, and, and McStay at Collingwood too, which... Again, I haven't checked the odds uh, recently, but it was around five dollars, um, which which I thought was good. With my check was really short in that market, and he, um, yeah, I think McStay is in for more goals than him personally. Yeah, okay. And uh, anything Brownlow wise statsman? Just just the bond at this stage. Um, yeah, yeah, no, nothing too big either. Like yeah, like I said, I'd rather see a couple of rounds first, to be honest. Yeah, awesome. Okay, mate. Well, that's uh, have we covered it all there? 
that's all I had. Yep. Okay. Awesome, mate. Well, thank you so much. That's a huge set from the stats man to, to get us going. And of course we'll, uh, we'll come back next week. I'll, uh, I'll pick through a few more and share a few of the bets uh, that I've had from an AFL futures perspective as well. And, um, and then the week after stats, man, we're talking games. Uh, so uh, we'll be into the, uh, the first round, but as we know, they play rugby league 52 weeks of the year and uh, the NRL is kicking off uh, this week. Can you believe it? After, what did we have model last year? We had we had about a 30-week season. We had State of Origin in the middle. Then we went into World Cup. Then we've had preseason. Then we've had World Cup challenges. And now we're uh we're round one um in the first week of March. So it just never stops the NRL and we're ready to kick off this weekend. What are we like in round one? Uh might start at the start. Uh so Thursday's game, Parramatta Melbourne. I've got uh I've got pretty close to the market here. I've got Parramatta two dollars five. I think it's two fifteen at Toppy. So a slight lean for Parra there first up. Um, probably enough to have a, a small interest on. Um, and I guess more importantly, I'd like to yeah send a shout out to Ed Sheeran for having me sponsored on at the G that night because the missus is going along to that, and I've got some nice uh, nice play air to to watch that first game. So so props to Ed for for timing that beautifully. Very good, mate. So, is that the only one then? Is it modeler for for the uh, for the week? No, no, that was just, just the first one. I've got oh, uh, the next game is a big lean. So, I've uh, the Knights travel across the ditch to play. I think it's in Wellington this game to play the Warriors. Um, I've actually got the Knights decent favourites here at a dollar seventy seven, and there's two sixty wow. out there in the market at the moment. So, um, that's that's probably as, as big a lean as, as I as I tend to see, and and and. To be fair, I tend to see lanes, you know, earlier on in the season when there's a lot of unknowns. Um, but yeah, that's that's a big lane for me there. Um, uh, the Knights in New Zealand. Um, and, how, and how do we bet that model? So you got the the big lane there. You make it dollar seventy seven. You can get two sixty at uh, at Toppy. We got five and a half on the line. What do you do? Uh, if I was just back in the line and the head to head, I'd probably split it something like 65, 35 um, line head to head, but then I'd probably be interested in the margins as well. So the 13 plus and those kind of things. Yep. Um, Awesome. uh, We'll probably skip Penrith Brisbane there. I've got that one right on the market. Um, The next couple of games, I actually like the the favorites. Uh, So Manly over Canterbury, I've got Manly at $1.40 into the $1.57 there at Toppy. So similar deal. I'd be into the, um, the, the minus and the, uh, and the margins there, I'd say, uh, more so than the dollar fifty-seven. Uh, and then North Queensland against uh, Canberra um, as well. I've got North Queensland a dollar thirty, so uh, the dollar thirty-seven at top is probably again enough for for a bit of a, a small play, and, and more so on the thirteen plus, I'd say. And do we have a fit? Just going back to the Manly game, do we have a fit turbo uh, modeler? Uh, whether he's fit or not, unknown. I think there's a bit of a play out with him coming into this game. Um, so, yeah, he's probably not 100%. Um, so it will be interesting to see how he performs here. He probably, the games he did play uh, last year were probably below par from, from his year before as well. So mm. exactly how he's come uh, come through the off-season and, and attacks this year will be, will be I know, I know, I know Manly with their Rainbow Gate uh, last year sort of really fell away uh, at the end of the season and, and the dogs improved when they switched coach. But... Four and a half at uh, Brook or four, four points. That's the Brookvale. Is that there? That's yeah. Is. yeah. Um, four and a half seems pretty light for you know what Manly would be a 
perennially stronger team than the Dogs for most of the last probably 10 years or five, five to six years. Four and a half seems that does seem a bit light on. Yeah, absolutely. And you think you'd think with that, um, yeah, the rainbow jersey gates uh, issue, you think that have a points proof this year, and you know, sort of prove they've put that behind them. So yeah, it will be interesting to see how they how they come out of the gates. Yeah, cool. Sorry, mate. And then we just hijacked that one. So uh, Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, dollar thirty. So into the the model rates them. Uh, there's a dollar thirty seven at Toppy. So again, probably more keen on the on the thirteen pluses and. And those kind of angles at that price. Nice. Uh, and then uh, might skip Cronulla South. The final one, I've actually got it's uh, the Dolphins, their very first match against the Roosters uh, up at up at Brisbane in Suncor. Um, I've got the Dolphins rated $4, so into the $6, it's a bit of value. Obviously, a lot of unknowns with the, with the first up team. Um, so I'd probably be happy to have a small play on the on the line there. I'm not sure what the line is at the moment, but uh, yeah, enough, enough for a small play for me anyway, the Dolphins. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So a big, uh, a big round one model. We've got plenty of, plenty of action uh, coming up in round one with bets in most, uh, most games uh, from the sound of it. So mate, absolutely uh, fantastic set. Well, uh, boys, I, uh, I think that just about uh, wraps us up. Um, you know, we've covered a fair bit there. We've, uh, we've, we've, introduced the lads we've had a bit of a chat about our betting journeys we've gone back through the history of the barefoot punter um we've gone through the nrl futures we've gone through the afl futures we've gone through nrl round one it's been a big way to kick us off in 2023 um i know myself um and hopefully you boys are uh, absolutely ready for another big year and uh, and i know the listeners are as well so, stats man, I might uh, I might throw over to you. Can you sign us off? I get thrown under the bus. This, I'm not coming on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Barefoot Punter. Um, remember to gamble responsibly, but most importantly, gamble to win. Very good. <laughs>